So here's what I'm thinking. I think as a company, we need to be more socially responsible. Sure. Responsibility is a good thing. I think I think that you should start that in a lot of different ways. But anyway, go on. So I got a new cause. I think it's a great idea. It's the Silverstein Tesla Fund. Huh. I like the way you're going with that because it's green, but... I think social responsibility is not only supposed to help um, the Silverstein. <laughs> yeah, but it's the Silverstein Tesla Fund. It sounds like very official and we're being, you know, very, uh, yes, environmental. It's a good start, but I think we need to refine it. <laughs> well, if we changed it to the Kathy Tesla Fund, which is... Be- oh, well, could it be the Kathleen, the one that with the doors going up Tesla Fund? <laughs> oh, okay. Now you're on board. All right. All right. Well, maybe that's a hard no, but we're going to talk about a real corporate social responsibility right after the music. So hello and welcome to Off the Mark with the Bickersteins. Today we are going to discuss the importance, a very important topic, corporate Social corporate responsibility. Yeah, corporate social responsibility. Easy to say. Which way do you do it? It's, I don't know. But either way, the topic's the same. Corporate social responsibility. I think every brand should prioritize social responsibility, not only to the benefit of their customers, but for the greater good. That's right. Social responsibility aims to elicit positive change, whether that be in a project, a movement, or some type of action of individuals. It's something that all companies really should think about. I'm still working on that Silverstein Tesla fund or the Catholic Tesla fund. But whether we nix that. And we, we, that's a hard no, right? All right. So today, though, we have a special guest, a social responsibility expert to delve into all the reasons why your brand should find ways to enact social change. Say that three times in a way, social change. Well, maybe when you're not eating the, the food while we're doing the podcast. I, I know. know, my food is organic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm controlling the healthcare costs on an individual and a, and a greater population. You're multitasking. All right, so our guest today is uh, Chastity Hayward. Really looking forward to talking with her. She's the business consultant and franchise owner of Sylvan Learning Center in Murrieta, California. And one of her objectives is to help executives and entrepreneurs go from traditional ways of thinking to out-of-the-box solutions that aim to reform behaviors and foster business growth. She's also the author of an article in Forbes magazine that we read entitled The Growing Importance of Social Responsibility in Business. So we are excited to meet Chastity and learn all about this important topic. Well, Chastity, thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. I'm glad to be on. I've been listening to you guys' podcast and it's been quite entertaining. <laughs> oh, you say that to all the girls and guys and all the people who bicker on the <laughs> podcast machine. <laughs> so in, in a brief, can you tell us a little bit about like, how, how would you describe corporate social responsibility? And why do you think it's so important? Is, is this a newer thing because Gen Zers care about this? I mean, just give us a little bit of background. Uh, and you can take one of Kathy's questions at I'm a sorry, time. Just answer all 10 <laughs> and, and hit it out of the oh, part. <laughs> What is corporate social responsibility? Simply put, it is a form of a business self-regulation with the aim of becoming socially accountable. So in other words, it's the way companies or organizations can positively contribute to the economy, the environment, or the general public. So is this, do you think, happening from the inside out or outside in? Does that make any sense? But anyway, so I'm trying to figure out what's driving this. Is this because Gen Z really cares 
a lot about these topics or is it or corp- corporations doing it because they're customers, they're employees, or is it coming from like some president up, uh, you know, up at the top who's decided <laughs> that this is the way that we got to do things? I'm going to say the Gen Z's, they are definitely, definitely, they are the consumers and they do care about the environment, the health, give uh, companies that give back. So yes, I'm going to say that companies are starting to realize that people like businesses that give back to the community and the environment. All right. So I'm a guy. I'm going with the fact that unless I it's spelled out for me clearly, you know, forget multitasking. I mean, give me some examples. What What is an example of, of a company adopting corporate social responsibility and what would be their, their cause? So Target, everybody knows who Target is. One knows very well. She's, you know. Target, I like to call it. But anyway, go on. <laughs> <laughs> so Target has been providing like local and environmental support to the communities in stores wherever they're located. They've also like organized it and donated numerous like charity campaigns, initiatives. They've donated over $875 million in the area of education since 2010. So how that helps with Gen Z's, especially if they're looking to go back to school, they just launched, and I just thought on the news recently, they are launching an educational program where they're donating 10 or $20,000 in education towards a bachelor's degree. So most Gen Z's that are looking to go back to school, that is a huge incentive just to get retention and get employees that they're upping the educational benefits for their employees. Another one was Google. They launched a, I don't know if you've heard of it, it's called Google Green, which was aimed at using resources like more efficiently and supporting renewable energy sources. So they have reduced power requirements by like 50% at the Google location. So Gen Z's, they do care about that kind of stuff, the environment, they care about like eating well, health and wellness. It's a really big thing, especially right now. So yes, people are paying attention and businesses are starting to notice that they need to give back more. So does that come off? I mean, just in, in terms of getting in the weeds here, does that come off their bottom line? And I mean, how do they pay for some of those kind of things? That's a good question. That part, I don't know. <laughs> but I can say this, even for myself, for my organization, I definitely try to give back to the community by expanding like educational opportunities for um, underprivileged children. Where that comes in for me, for my business is it does come from the profits, but then obviously, you know, the back end, there's like tax, you know, incentives and stuff like that. But I definitely think about giving back to the community all the time, whether or not it comes from my profits or out of my pocket, it doesn't matter because I know in the long run, people like buying from people who give back. And I've noticed that with my customers. So, so I have a question. I remember, you know, back in the day when, you know, people would try to boycott businesses because they didn't agree with their political beliefs. Um, and, you know, then people would always say boycotts don't work. Does this work? I mean, do people go, okay, well, I like targets, you know, I, I Chick-fil-A, I'm not, I know that they go get into politics and they're, you know, anti. They don't get into politics. It's the, the owner. That, well, I know, that, but okay. So the owner does. So, so, so Target, let's say if I, um, former owner, the founder, whatever, (laughs) right. Okay. Does it work is what I'm saying. So if I'm a customer and I know Target supports, you know, my causes and I know they give back and I know, 
am I going to choose them over Walmart? Because I, uh, I think that Walmart doesn't, you know, pay their employees enough or something like that. Does it really work? Or is it one of those feel good, hard to measure things? I'm going to say it does work. And the only reason why I'm saying that is even for myself, I've chosen brands or not chosen brands based on certain things that they, like you said, political involvement, could also like alienate some people. So I don't get involved in politics for my whatever I do. Because again, you can't that can hurt your business. But giving back to the community, like different organizations or helping your employees, that doesn't affect your business. But it does make a difference in the buying power when someone's coming to you, and they're noticing that you are giving back to the community and you're helping kids, you know, adults, single moms, whatever it is that you're looking to do to help out. People do make that decision an emotional buy thinking, you know, this company is doing more to help more. I want to do more. I know I make those emotional decisions when I make purchases. There are certain brands I won't deal with because of the, their political involvement on in certain things. Oh, mm-hmm. Do tell which ones I can. I'm not going to tell. She, can't, she just said she doesn't get involved in politics. I don't get involved in politics. Oh, they catch her. Three hours behind us in, in California. It's it not that early there. Why the wake yet? <laughs> um, uh, that's a good point. I do the same too. I just wondered if the masses do. And I, and I do believe I, I think companies, you know, they look at buying power and we think of Gen Z and even um, when you're looking at like high school kids or whatever, like everybody knows the buying power these companies do of like high school students and middle school students and elementary school students. And and they know the different generations and they do a lot of research to make sure that they are not just taking care of their old customers, but they really got to look at trends. And so I guess that's where this is coming from. They've, they're researching these next generations And they're worried about some of these things. Uh, They are worried about these things, especially right now with post-pandemic. There's been a huge influx with um, employee retention or even getting employees. So a lot of what I'm noticing is a lot of companies are pushing CSRs and offering all these extra incentives and doing things so they can gain employees, not just consumers. So I think this is a big part. This is a big shift with a lot of companies. They're starting to notice they have to do more. Now, I know Kathy kind of asked, she was close on this question, but uh, I want to take it a little I, bit I was further. close, but no, I no, missed I, the no, mark. No, no, no. <laughs> once again, off the mark. So which was sticks with brand, which is good. That's right. I, I'm always into branding. So yes, I try to be I mean, off the mark as much as possible. Well, you, you, I, I'm phrasing it another way. It used to be shunned. A company would never have anything to do because of the, the concern about stepping on the third rail or having something. And in these volatile times, any good thing you do can be turned into a political dispute. When did it? I mean, I'm sure it was Gen Z or whatever, but even before these companies were doing this, when when do you think the shift started? I'm going to say the shift has started within the past like five years. I've noticed a difference. More than dozens of companies are issuing like CSR reports. But today, I think more and more companies are engaging with CSR because bigger, small organizations used to be, like you said, skeptical view on the general, you know, CSR and what that is. And I would say today, many companies are devising smarter CSR models by making like ambitious commitments to a CSR as a way of tightening their supply chain. They are now taking into consideration the effects that they have on society and the environment through the type of products they make the kinds of services they provide and the way in which they use and give back resources. So no corporation can afford to shun CSR right now because times have changed. And I believe this change is because environmental issues, social employee related 
human right concerns, more investors are including the CSR or sustainability performance of a company in their investment decisions. So let's say you're a small company, large company, whatever. How do you decide how to start this program or implement it? And maybe this is what you do for, um, yeah, for clients. Companies come to you and they say, we need this or you suggest it to them. Yeah, I mean, do they have to do something that's um, aligned with their company? Like, let's say you're in the cement business. So you're like, well, I have to make sure I'm, um, you know, because this is an issue in the world and it has right. to do with cement. So do they have to go in their little spot, you know, <laughs> or does it or does it no. matter? Could they feed kids if they're in the cement business? And it really doesn't matter what the issue is. First of all, CSR is not just donating money to charities or carrying out projects. The core of CSR is making sure that everyone in the company is accountable and works towards earning the trust of both consumers and investors via ethical behaviors. So don't greenwash like your business by using unfair or dishonest marketing techniques. So I definitely would say you want something that falls along with your passion and what you're truly passionate about. And if it does fall along the lines of your business, then that's great. If it doesn't, and you still want to give back or help the community or whatever you're trying to do, you can still do that. But yeah, if you have like a car wash business, then I would do something along the lines of ways to use recycled water to reduce the water intake to help the environment, stuff like that. Go greener with your products at the location that you're washing cars. Don't use the most chemically stuff to wash cars or wash cars. Find a more green company to partner with to make it so you're helping the community. So those are the kind of things that when you're looking at helping. You don't always have to donate. You can make changes within your organization on the stuff, stuff that you use. And, sh- and should you get buy-in from your employees? Is this something that you should, Hey, I'm going to do an internal survey, you know, or is this something that should just be a pet passion, you know, of the CEO or whatever? I'm definitely a collaborative leader. I always like to include the buying power from my staff. I always survey and ask them, what their thoughts are, because when you get them involved in the decision, they feel more committed to the company that their voice matters. So absolutely, I would take a survey within your organization and see if there's ways that we can reduce paper waste and do more cloud-based stuff. And, you know, I would definitely say, reach out and how can I make this a more pleasant experience in this office? What can we do to help either the, the consumers or help the employees? And the employees, if you do an anonymous survey, they will be honest. Hmm. We're talking with business coaching expert Chastity Hayward about how brands can engage in socially responsible practices that benefit their brand success with their consumers and the world at large. About sustainability, and I don't mean that as a cause. I mean that in keeping it going within your organization. It's great to get get it all launched and off the ground. How, how do you keep it going? How do you sustain the how, program? How, how, yeah, whether it's sustainability or anything else. I mean, how do you sustain it within your own company? You, you know, they got a lot on their plate, and it, it, it's great to get this, something like this launched. How do you keep it going? How do you keep the support underway? The way you keep it going is maybe give yourself like every, like once every six months, sending out an updated survey on how the staff has liked the changes that have been made or they don't like. So I would say once every six months, just check in with your staff and see how things are going. Also, you can send out the survey monkeys to your consumers, your current clients, and send out a survey once every few months to see, have they noticed any changes? Have they liked the changes and what changes they would like to see? You always want to be touching base with your consumers and your staff. So there's going to have to always be constant communication with them because it also keeps them engaged. Like, you know, they, they matter. They, what they say matters. And 
I know when I get surveys from my consumers, I definitely pay attention to if there's any kind of negative comment, I like to call and reach out to that consumer that may have had a like negative experience or perception about something. And I definitely just iron it out like, hey, what changes we could have made to make this a better experience for you? And they're completely transparent. So you always want to be touching base with your consumers and your employees, even being a small business owner. It doesn't take very long to send out those surveys. No, I like that idea. And and then also big way, you're marketing it. You're letting them know that this is what you're doing. Whether they participate in the survey or not, you're reminding them that this is what's going on with your company, you know, and it's it sends a message. And is there, I guess, so what you're saying, your message is, is there's no company that's too small that can implement this type of program. Is Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I would absolutely agree with that. So are we, 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 what should we, should we ask her? How do we get going? Or, I mean, <laughs> we get a freebie out of this one or not? <laughs> you guys, honestly, to get you guys started, be super easy. I would just start sending out surveys to your staff and to your current clients. Just a quick survey through SurveyMonkey and just some basic questions for them to answer and really gauge to see what your consumer's experience is like and what your staff's experience with working with you guys. You have a big cause with the clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm very passionate about the environment. So I look at a lot of things and one is uh, sustainability with clothing. I think consumerism, we are just crazy with fast fashion, fast fashion. Yeah, and not, you know, buying quality and think about um, 20 years ago, you bought a television that would last you 20 years, right? Now you buy a television, you're like, eh, you just got it has to get me through the next two years or you'll buy a, a blouse and you're just going to wear it once. For, and, and then you're going to like, you know, ditch it because you don't care because it costs so little. So those I are thought you left the tags on so you could take it back. After. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't do that anymore. She doesn't do that anymore. Yeah, I used to do that in college <laughs> until I got that stain on that dress one time. Yeah. No, anyway. No, but, you know, so those are passions of mine is. And I think a lot of the uh, people in the office, it's really the environment is a big cause here for all of us in our office. So. So the blue baskets that we have that say recycling, but they don't really recycle things. We should... <laughs> that's that's the landlord. <laughs> All right, here's some breaking news for you. 1631 Digital News is your one-stop shop for breaking news, sports, entertainment, even trending podcasts. Like Off the Mark. Trending. It is leading the way. Off I the Mark with the Bickersteins. Yes. Find the latest headlines, interviews, and in-depth stories from a short list of trusted media partners all at 1631digitalnews.com. That's 1631digitalnews.com. Check it out. That's the end of our breaking news report. Okay, so I remember when working in a corporate structure and whatever, and we were all forced to donate to a certain cause. It was a good cause, but it was like, why do I have to donate to their cause? I want to donate to something else. Why? So do you run into that in the in the company where like if we were to say, hey, everybody brings in their old clothing and we're going to donate it to this cause or to this organization and they go, no, I want to donate to these other guys. So this would fall back again with the survey and seeing which organizations the employees would like to donate to. And I would do the top three and then have the staff pick or 
if you're noticing that there's kind of a consensus of like two or three locations, maybe every other month, switch out the donation of where you guys are donating to, to accommodate the different organizations, which kind of appeases to everybody. So I would say, again, the surveys help out so much. If you're letting your staff know, these are the ones that the top three that everyone has picked. These are the ones we're going to start donating to and start getting a feel back. Like you said, you're like, I wanted to donate to ABC, but did your company even ask you if you wanted to donate to anywhere else? No, exactly. you were. Yeah. And if you didn't, it was all voluntary, except when they called you into the office and wondering where your donation was. Oh, that's unfortunate. Back <laughs> in the old days. But no, I, <laughs> I, I love your examples that your examples make them real for me. So I understand then a much better way of going about this. So I could see this, though, being a problem where you mentioned greenwashing. I, I, I think Gen Z also one of the things that they really do is they do their research. They're on to just marketing ploys. So if you say, oh, we're like a clothing company and we're all organic and, you know, sustainable clothing company. Well, what do you mean by sustainability? Right. That could mean a lot of things that just because you, you know, have put stuff in paper bags doesn't mean you're a sustainable clothing company. If you use terrible dyes to make your T-shirts. Do you see a lot of companies trying to sort of have to do it? And then if they do, then it turns out to be a bad thing versus a good thing. Like it can backfire if you don't do it the right way. Absolutely. You have to be completely transparent and authentic with your CSR. Like you said, these Gen Z's will investigate to make sure that you're not being vague in your, I guess, in your advertising practices. So you definitely don't want to start sending out false advertising just to show that you're doing CSR. Like you said, you don't want to use certain dyes that are harmful to the environment and then say, like you said, use recycled tags or something. So you have to be fully authentic with the CSR. You talked about the the surveys and I, I turned that into a marketing opportunity. But are there other ways? Are there good ways and bad ways to to share what you're doing with the general public or with your? Yeah, because you have to make sure it's not too self-serving, too. Right. I mean, it can't just be like, oh, look, what we're doing or, or maybe is there a, such a thing as too self-serving if you're marketing what you're doing? Maybe maybe there's not. Yes. So when you're doing the surveys, you can't you don't have to guidance from you guys to know which route we should go. So when you get them involved, they're like, oh, well, I helped the company decide to go green on water. You know, I was part of that team that did that, put that all together. And then letting the, you know, the community know once everything's implemented that, you know, as a company, including our staff, we've all decided that this would be a good way to give back. So definitely letting them know that you and your team, you and your staff, or you as a consumer said, this is what you wanted and we're giving you what you want. So I'm not going to say that's self-serving. You're letting them know what they are voicing that they want. You're not saying this is what I'm going to do. You're like, this is what they want. So we'll give you what you want. And how important is it to actually do like you had mentioned reports at the beginning, the corporate social responsibility reports. How do you put together a report? How important is that? I mean, do you have to show that we're really making a difference and show that publicly and internally? I mean, how important is that piece of it? I guess I would say that piece is very important. I would definitely say more or less internally. And then the reports, you don't have to show everyone. But internally, you do want to show those reports. And those reports, again, when you start getting those survey monkeys, there's like analytics that you get when you put the surveys together that they give you. So you'll have those reports to give to your employees at your employee meetings and saying like, hey, 
this is a survey, this is what's been happening. We made these changes and this is what we're noticing. And are we really going to see a difference on the bottom line? And does that matter? Yes, you're going to see an improvement on the bottom line because like we mentioned before, customers and clients are willing to pay more for a product from a CSR company and a responsible brand. So you will notice like myself and Kathy, we choose brands based on certain things. Like she said, using more safer products, recyclables, stuff like that. So you're going to notice an increase on sales just from that. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, was there anything else we yeah. didn't well, ask Well, I, I have a question. Oh, wait, go I, ahead. I have a question and yes. I'm going to tell her that we're going to cut this out if she doesn't have an answer, but we're really. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have like an example of some company that did this that you can share with us and from start to finish where it just worked out where it was beautiful or, or some situation where the company was hesitant and then they did it and it just changed everything? Or do, do you have some great story to wrap us up with? A good I, case study. I don't have a case study, but I've been noticing certain organizations doing more. All right. So when companies are looking for your advice, where can they get in touch with uh, Chastity Hayward? Well, they can get in touch with me at CGC Biz Lounge. That's C-G-C-B-I-Z lounge.com. All my contact information is on there. They can also DM me on Instagram at Outspoken Wifey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to have you on next time to talk about that name. Outspoken. <laughs> I think Kathy understands it's pretty self-explanatory. Outspoken yeah. Wifey. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to follow you yeah, on Instagram. Uh, yeah. we'll, we'll chat. Yeah, I understand. I understand it very well, by the way. I've come to learn and love it um, yes. over time. Well, thank you so much. It's been great fun and very informative. And we really appreciate the information and, and what you're doing to make, you know, make, make the make, world a better place. Make, make a little bit <laughs> yes. making things nicer. That's good. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Off the Mark with the Bigger Steins is a production of On the Mark Media. Need PR or marketing or just want to tell us how much you liked Mark's half of the podcast? Get in touch with us at, at On the Mark Media on Twitter or That's at Mark with a C. Or at onthemarkmedia.com. All marks should always be with a C. Until next podcast, she's Kathy. And I'm Mark. Mark. Okay. Yes. We got that right. <laughs> okay. We're the Baker Steins. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>